Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Katie Dalebow and you are listening to Let It Out with me. And I wonder if you know. Thank you for listening. As always, I love doing this podcast so much. Thank you for letting me get to do it. If you are new to listening, like I said, my name is Katie. And usually every single Wednesday, I have a brand new long form interview with a creative, interesting person I admire. However, today is an exception to both of those things. It's not Wednesday when this is coming out, and this is a special edition of sorts of the podcast that I do about once a month. I used to call them Katie Wonders. I don't know if I'm going to call them that anymore, but basically what I do is I share things that I've been loving lately, things that I'm grateful for, just my favorite things over the past month or so, because... You know, I love telling friends about things that I'm really excited about that I think they might also be excited about. So that's why I record these and share them with a bunch of friends at once. You guys, my friends that listen. So before we get into my favorite things in the different categories from October and November, because I forgot to record it since... September, I think, was the last time I did it. Anyway, I thought that first I would take some questions from the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, join it. The link will be in the show notes. It's a great place. I love hanging out in there. And I posted in there that there wasn't going to be a Wednesday episode this week because I was in Hawaii, which I'll get into in a minute. And I just got really behind with traveling and my flight and I didn't get to get the intro to Amanda, the producer. Long story short, there wasn't an episode on Wednesday for the first time in years. I've been doing this podcast since 2013, and it has been rare, if ever, that I've missed a Wednesday. It has happened, but like twice. So it's very rare. Something has to be really big happening in my life. Like if there's not one that comes out, come over and make sure I'm alive because I love this podcast so much. I never want to miss an episode, but I was going to miss one this week, but I thought, you know, instead of putting out a usual Wednesday long-form interview, I would do a longer Q&A episode with questions that you guys posted for me in the Facebook group, as well as doing my gratitudes for the last two months. So I posted in the Facebook group, hey, I'm going to be recording this episode, and then I'm recording this like two hours after I posted that, or a couple hours after I posted that. So there's not actually that many questions, so hopefully this goes pretty quick. So let's get right into it. So the first question is from Sarah Elliott. Hi, Sarah Elliott. And she says, um, can you talk about how you were in the same room with Pete Holmes? Yes, I can. I would love to. And thank you for asking that question because that's a perfect transition to tell you guys about my trip, which I really want to do anyway. So if you were following me on social media, you might have already known this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. For those of you listening to this podcast, you probably know who Pete Holmes is. You probably know his podcast. It's one of my favorites. I talk about it all the time, and I've talked about it for years. It's called You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, and it's the best. He's been doing it forever, and he interviews mostly comedians, but also actors and directors and writers and just really cool, creative people. And he has these really deep, fascinating, meandering, long conversations with them and he talks about everything from what happens when you die to what it takes to be successful and 
relationships and career and money and he's so raw and real and funny and silly and I love his podcast so that's that's what's happening with that that's his podcast and he's also a very talented primarily he's a stand-up first he's a stand-up comedian and he is so talented at that he actually has a brand new HBO show coming out that he's producing with Judd Apatow called Crashing that will be out in February. Anyway, that's Pete Holmes. He's a very, very kind, funny, silly person who I was lucky enough to get to meet because his girlfriend is amazing. And you guys probably know her from the podcast. She was a guest on the podcast over a year ago now. Her name is Valerie Cheney and as amazing as Pete is, Valerie is next level. This human is she's my favorite person this month. I usually do a person and I'll get into her in a moment, but she is just I want to say the word angel that just keeps coming to mind. It sounds so cheesy and silly, but she's just so kind and compassionate and makes everyone feel included. And ever since I met her on the podcast, I've just loved her. And luckily over time, we've connected since the podcast and become friends. And it's one of honestly the greatest things that have come from hosting this podcast is my relationships with people who are guests, people who I've met who listen, and Valerie especially. So anyway, because of Val and Pete, I went to LA and Hawaii last week. I was gone for the last week and a half, and I actually just got back yesterday. But Pete is a huge fan of this person named Ramdas, who is a very important spiritual teacher. I've talked about him before, about his books. I've talked about him on the podcast. But if you don't know who Ramdas is, that's a whole nother can of worms. So I'm just going to say, give him a Google and try listening to Experiments in Truth on Audible. It's fantastic. And all of Ramdas's content is fantastic. But that one in particular was really important to me. So anyway, I found Ramdas through Pete and I found Valerie through Pete on Pete's podcast, right? So anyway, this is a very meandering answer to Sarah's question, but I promise I'm getting there. Okay, so Val and Pete go to this Ramdas retreat in Maui each year. They went last year. And I, after being with and meeting Val a couple months ago when I was in LA for other things earlier this summer, we were talking about it and she was telling me how great this retreat was and I got the idea in my head that maybe I would want to go and I've never been anywhere tropical. I've never even really taken a vacation and I've never been to Hawaii. So I thought, you know what? Hey, I'm going to do this and I'm really proud of myself because I just signed up and did it and here I was. I was in Hawaii and I had such a fantastic time. So I went to LA for three days before I flew to Hawaii and I enjoy being in Los Angeles so much. It's such a fantastic place. The day before we left for Hawaii, Val took me on this magical day. We kept calling my make-a-wish day because it was just this epic day. She picked me up and brought me her favorite LA treat, which are these vegan gluten-free cookies that you guys, I can't even talk about how amazing they are, like without wanting to eat one or 10. They're so good. And then we went to Disneyland, which I'd never been, Baby's First Disneyland, and it was decorated for Christmas. It was amazing. We 
went on the two best rides. I had so much fun with Val and it was just a fun, I highly recommend going to Disneyland or a theme park with your best friend and just catching up. It's a great way to do it rather than getting coffee or going to dinner, although those things are lovely as well. It was just a really fun thing. While we waited in line, we got to chat, we got to explore together. It was just, it was really fun. I highly recommend it. And then after that, we went back to Val and Pete's house and I got to meet their dog Brody, which was so lovely, the sweetest dog. They have a beautiful house with a beautiful Christmas tree. Val loves Christmas, as do I. And then we got to go to Conan. We got to go see Pete's taping of Conan O'Brien because he was on promoting his comedy special, which aired this last week, that I actually got to watch with him and Val and all of our friends in Hawaii, which was probably one of the cooler experiences and the best nights of my life. We all, it came out Saturday while we were all together at this retreat. I'll promise I'll circle back to Conan. This is a very meandering, tangential conversation here, so just stay with me. Anyway, so we got to watch Pete's comedy special, Faces and Sounds, which is available now on HBO, and everyone should run, not walk, to download it and watch it because it is so masterful. Pete is clearly so practiced at his craft of comedy, the transitions, the jokes, the music, the font. There were so many choices made in it, and they were all so well done. And I have already watched it twice. I want to watch it again. You'll laugh. You'll feel feelings. It's inspiring. It's just fantastic. And I actually, like I said, got to watch it with Pete and Val and all of our friends at the retreat. And we just had this epically beautiful night of laughing and being silly and singing improv songs and making up little plays and swimming outside at night in the ocean and sneaking into the hot tub after. It was this beautiful epic night with friends and community and that's why I love this retreat. So after my epic day with Val going to Disneyland and going to Conan, also side note, Bernie Sanders was the other guest on Conan that day. So I got to be in the same room with Bernie Sanders as well, which was pretty darn cool and Conan and really cool, sweet, kind people. And of course, Valerie, my friend, which made the entire day so epic and great. It was beautiful. And then Val has this thing about stacking fun, stacking joy on top of each other. So not just one fun thing, like the cookies would have been enough, seeing Val would have been enough. But then we went to Disneyland and then we hung out with Pete and then we went to Conan. And then the next day we flew to Hawaii. It's just like one joyful thing after the next. And trust me, my life isn't always like that, but last week it was and it was pretty amazing. So anyway, we fly to Hawaii, we go to this retreat I had such an amazing time, which, you know, I'll tell you more about. The the retreat itself, like I said, it's the Ram Dass retreat in Maui. And, you know, I could actually talk about it in an entirely separate episode, but I figure I might as well just do it now because it's fresh in my mind and I'll forget and I probably won't end up doing it. So I'll touch a little bit about some of the nuggets of wisdom and clarity I gained myself from the teachers at the retreat in a minute. But the retreat itself was most amazing to me, not because it was on a beach, which was amazing. I got to snorkel for the first time and swim in the ocean and it rained a lot, but it was also 
beautiful and we swam in the ocean and it was it was so fantastic but every day the kind of structure of the retreat was there was very early morning meditation which I went to most of the days unless I was up too late swimming in the ocean at night with my friends (laughs) but most days I went to meditation and then there was yoga and tai chi after that and then there were lectures all day with really cool teachers including Jack Cornfield, Trudy Goodman, Sharon Salzberg, Duncan Trussell, and then every single night, Krishna Das played Kirtan in a concert that we went to in our little friend group from the retreat. just an all-around beautiful experience. The the part that will really, really stick with me, though, isn't any of the wisdom that I got from these New York Times bestselling teachers like Jack Kornfield or Sharon Salzberg or Ram Dass himself. Really, the thing that will stay with me is the people that I met. They were so fun and beautiful and creative and inspiring to me. It was basically... It was fully adult summer camp. That's that's what it was. When you're living and eating all your meals with and being in complete community with a group of people very close, you get close very quickly, right? So that's that's what happened here. You know, everyone kind of you're stripped away of the comforts of meeting people when you're in your daily life, right? Like people saw me without my makeup on and with my hair really frizzy and humid the entire time. Val had this great line about my hair. She said, your hair is so, she's so sweet. And she was like, your hair is always expanding just like the universe. <laughs> and if you've ever seen Friends and that episode where Monica and Chandler are in Barbados, I think, or maybe it's Hawaii, who knows? Unclear. Anyway, the point is Monica's hair is so frizzy from the humidity and that was my hair the entire time. So my point is, I got close with everyone very quickly. They saw me at my best and worst. They saw my frizzy hair. They saw me without makeup. They saw me when I was tired or when it was early or when it was late or when I was hungry. And we all just in these close quarters built this beautiful community. And luckily, you know, Pete and Val had been last year. So they kind of took me under their wing and and allowed me to join right into their group of the cool kids. I felt like I was hanging with the cool kids the entire time. And I met so many, like I said, kind, creative people who in a week only became close friends and I'm, I'm headed to New York tomorrow actually to see one of them and we're going to Chris Gethard's show together career suicide which I want to say I highly recommend even though I'm seeing it tomorrow so I'll get back to you but I feel like I'm going to be recommending it and I'm so excited I get to see my friend who I met in Hawaii and now I'm going to be seeing him in in New York it's it's pretty cool so my point is put yourself outside of your comfort zone have community in some way in your life wherever you are because my week last week was so great because of the people. I kept saying this, but you know, we literally could have been in a dumpster, not on a beach, although that helped. It was magical. And I still would have gotten so much from it. I still would have been able to have these amazing conversations and and in-person community is so important for our mental health or at least mine. And I think that that's really the the crucial takeaway from this is how much I needed that and how much we all needed that, we were saying. So I met people from, in our group, there were two lovely souls from Australia, a lot of people from Los Angeles, New York, 
and and me from the Midwest. So it was just such a beautiful group. A lot of musicians, which I'll get to actually in my favorites episodes, a lot of creative people, and I want to have a lot of them on the podcast. I already talked about doing this with them because I like my friends to meet each other, and you guys are my friends, and they're my friends now, so I want to introduce you guys, and the best way to do that is to just have them on the podcast. So you'll get to hear from them soon throughout the next several months as we record episodes, and you'll know that I met them on on this Ram Dass retreat. So highly recommend that. Before I move on to the questions, the next question from the Facebook group, sorry, Sarah, this is a very long question to your, very long answer to your question, but I wanted to talk to you guys about my trip anyway, and I'm using Sarah's question as a reason to. So before I move on to the next question, like I said, I thought I, I pulled out my journal from the retreat, and I thought I would read some of the quotes I wrote down from the teachers. And like I said, the thing I got the most out of the retreat was the community and the friendships and the people. But the lectures were good. And they weren't as mind-blowing to me as the community because that was what I really needed at this retreat. But I did write down some, some words of wisdom from some of these really fantastic people. So I'll read a couple of them just that I choose at random here. So This one is from Jack Kornfield. He spoke on the first day, and he said, You can't think yourself out of a thought prison. You can't think yourself out of a thought prison. So I really related to that quote, and it's kind of, you know, when you have the swirls, when you're on a negative spiral, and you're stuck, the thing to do isn't to think more. I think the thing to do is get out of your head, maybe get into your body, maybe call a friend, maybe laugh, do anything but think more. And that really stuck with me. And another thing that I wrote down, you have to remember to keep remembering. The moment we realize we're on automatic is the moment of wakefulness. So really what that means, I think, is, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, but a lot of them we have on repeat. So we repeat these same thoughts, we get in these same patterns, and we have to be careful about the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves because they might end up becoming true even though they're not true. We're, we tell ourselves things, really scary things like we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not whatever enough. And that moment where you realize this is just unautomatic, this is just me thinking an old pattern, that's the moment of wakefulness like Jack Kornfield said. That's the moment you can pivot. That's the moment you can remember and then keep remembering. So I wrote that down because I thought it was super helpful. And another thing I wrote down from Sharon Salzberg, she was my favorite teacher at the retreat. She's so practical, so beautiful. I read her book, Real Happiness, several years ago on a plane. It's a very quick read. It's so, it it really did change my life. It, It really kind of shifted something with me. It's this orange book. Maybe you've read it or heard of it, but I highly recommend it. And she talks a lot about practice, about having a practice. And a practice can be something as simple as being mindful while you're cutting vegetables or meditation practice or a mindfulness practice. And and what she says about practice here is she says, you know, the most important part of your practice is the moment you decide to do it. And I thought that that was really, really important and helpful for us to hear. So She says, you know, when she's talking about meditation, another thing I wrote down, she says, let go gently to whatever takes you away and then lovingly return. You know, so if you're meditating, just notice it and 
come back, begin again and again and again. She teaches loving kindness meditation, which is a really, again, give it a Google, really beautiful practice. And another thing that I wrote down, she said, never go where love isn't. So that can mean, at first you could think that means, oh, don't go anywhere that's negative or anywhere that isn't a positive environment. But what she really meant was never go anywhere without love because wherever you go, bring the love, bring your essence, bring yourself being present to a situation and there will be love there. So whether you're in a negative work situation, just be really present and bring your peace and your calm and you'll bring love there so you never have to go anywhere where there isn't love. So that was that. Another line I wrote down is she said, the healing is in the return, remembering without guilt. So again, going back to practice, it's not about beating yourself up when you don't do it or when you do something you didn't want to do or you don't meditate or you don't go to the yoga class or you eat too much food or you get in an argument or whatever. All those things are going to happen. That's not the problem. The problem is how long it takes you to come back, that return time. And so the healing is in the return, remembering without guilt. So what I realized, you know, on this retreat, being around all these inspiring people, not just the speakers, but also my friends, is that I can focus on being a better version of myself, and that will make my art, my creative work, and my life improve as a side effect. I don't have to focus so much on what is where I need to be focusing, what is my creative work or my passion I can just make myself really mindful and present and peaceful and I think it will make my work better as well it will make my relationships better additionally so maybe that's helpful for you take it or leave it those are just some things I gleaned from this retreat that I thought I would just share as I was just now so that's really everything from the retreat. Like I said, it was great. Sorry this part was rambly. Next question. So, okay. Morgan and Lauren both asked the same question, which is the only reason why I'm answering this question because I don't feel qualified to answer at all. But they said, I would love to hear your dating and relationship advice if you are willing to share. And I wrote back to them, yikes, I guess, (laughs) but I'm going to share now. So first of all, prefacing everything I'm saying always, but this especially, I am so not an expert here. Trust me, I'm not an expert. But as I was thinking and when I saw that there were two people that asked this question, I was like, you know, I have learned some things and I've intuitively done some things that have worked out for me. So here I go sharing some of them. All right, number one, when it comes to dating, I decided, and I actually don't think this is really a choice for me because I don't know if I even have a choice. It just happens this way. But I decided that when I'm dating or flirting or talking to anyone, really, regardless of whether it's someone I'm attracted to or wanting to date, I'm nice and I'm present. (laughs) And I know that sounds kind of silly, but I think just appearing to be open, open for a conversation, open to being myself is what's attractive to people. And 
I think that that's how I've met really great people in my life and I've been really lucky to have some really great experiences. And specifically with dating, when it comes to going on dates or hanging out with new people, when I'm dating a new person, my strategy is to be 100% unabashedly, transparently myself right off the bat and just completely from the beginning. And of course, you know, there's limits to that. There are some things that don't, that kind of come out naturally as they do, but I really try to push myself to be myself fully right from the beginning, even though it might feel a little bit uncomfortable or vulnerable. I do that. I try to put as much out there as I can because I figure, you know, if he likes me for that, great. After me being completely vulnerable and completely myself, if he still likes me, wonderful. And if not, who cares? Because there's probably someone else who does and I don't want someone who doesn't like all of my weirdness and quirks and the way my body looks today without changing it and all of that. I want someone to actually be present with and like me for who I am, not a version of myself or trying to be, you know, as in Gone Girl, how they talk about the cool girl. I used to, you know, think I would want to try to be the cool girl, but I'm so over that because the secret is I couldn't even do that if I tried. You know, I am, as Pete Holmes says, I'm stuck in here. I can only be myself. So that's my first piece of advice. Number two, speaking of your body, stop stressing out about your body and this is so much easier said than done. Trust me, I'm not there yet myself, but there's actually this great, speaking of Pete, he has this great old monologue from his old talk show that he used to host that actually really, really helped me with body image stuff, especially when it comes to dating. And he says, you know, whatever your body looks like, there's someone in this world who will be attracted to that. And you just have to start to believe that. And don't try to change it, just try to be confident in it. And again, easier said than done. I'm not there yet at all, but I'm a lot better than where I used to be with this stuff. And basically, you know, what I'm trying to say is let your body be the natural size it is today without trying to change it because someone will be attracted to it. Someone is attracted to it right now. I promise you. I'm probably attracted to it. You're really attractive. If you're, you know, you're so attractive. If you're listening to this, you are simply because you exist and body diversity exists. And I, I love you if you're listening to this and you're taking this in and if you're feeling uncomfortable. Anyway, my point is someone likes what you've got. So just be authentically you and don't try to be this unsustainable version of your body. Just try to be confident with the body that you do have. Again, I'm so not perfect at this, but it's a work in progress and I know that that's the right answer even though I sometimes have to have one side of my brain still instruct the other side of my brain when I'm having a weird body image moment. But I know moving in the direction of not trying to change it, trying to be present with it and be comfortable with where I am is the way to go. And it's working. I'm feeling a lot better with it. So that's what's happening with that. Next tip I just thought of, okay, when it comes to meeting people, and I don't know if that was specifically your questions, Lauren and Morgan, but I'll, I thought I would just touch on this because I this was something I was curious about forever and, and I am still curious about, but just focus on making your life really great and doing things you love 
traveling, going to things, doing things that you like and find are interesting, leaving your house. It's so easy, you know, as a girl to stay in and eat snacks and put face masks on, which I love doing as much as the next person, but push yourself to just get out of your comfort zone and do things that maybe are uncomfortable. You know, okay, I'm just going to be real with you. I met this new person that I'm dating, which is very exciting, you guys. And I love that I can just like gush about this to you guys because you are my friends. But I met him at an Elizabeth Gilbert talk and we bonded over the fact that we both love podcasts. I believe the line that he said, direct quote, was, I don't trust people who don't listen to podcasts. So anyway, my point is, you guys would love him. He's so cool and amazing. But the reason I'm saying this is because I went to see Elizabeth Gilbert speak, not because I wanted to meet someone, but because, I mean, that would be cool. But I didn't even think about that. I just love Elizabeth Gilbert, and I think she's amazing. And I would have had a great time regardless. So my point is, do things that you love, and you never know who you could be meeting. Be aware of your surroundings, do things that you love, and be open. Be open to possibilities. And I think, you know, having that in your mind is a really good mindset to go into this with. And don't go into it with any expectations. This is a separate tip, I guess. Next tip, be unattached to any outcome. That is key, non-attachment. So go into every new experience dating, every date, everything with a win-win mentality. Meaning, you're going on this date, right? These are all the outcomes that could happen and they are all good. I will list them. Number one, you could meet your soulmate. Number two, you could have a fun time and make a new friend. Number three, it could be terrible, but you could have a funny story to tell your friends and write about it in your memoir someday. It's all good. No expectations, non-attachment. And, and I think that's the reason why I'm liking what I'm in right now, this new dating experience I'm in right now today, I have zero expectations for, and I didn't at the beginning, and I still don't right now. All I know is that right now, I'm enjoying it, and I'm having fun with the novelty of all of it, and I'm just going to enjoy that, and we'll see. To be continued. Okay, final tip for dating. This one's from my therapist, and it's about figuring out what your strength is. So this was several months ago. This was maybe maybe a year ago, a while ago. I was feeling really weird and bad and like just feeling funky about dating and relationships. And she gave me this advice. I was feeling like I'm really not a sultry person. I'm not a really, yeah, I'm just not very sultry, right? And so she said to me, she's like, no, Kitty, you're not sultry at all. You're adorable. That's your strength is being adorable. And I was like, well, adorable? I'm adorable? Thank you for calling me adorable, first of all. But what does that mean? And she she really helped me identify that that's my strength, right? And we all have strengths, whether yours is maybe you're also adorable, maybe you're sultry, maybe you're sweet, maybe you're hilarious, maybe you're goofy, maybe you're all of those things. You probably are because you all are really cool. Find one thing about yourself that can kind of be your thing, right? And just feel confident with that one thing. And then you're focusing on what you do have and not what you're lacking, okay? Everyone got that? I think that's really 
helpful. So hopefully that's helpful to you. The last thing I'll say about dating is I read this book called If the Buddha Dated, and it was a recommendation from Lisa Loeb, who I love. Yes, she's the 90s recording artist. Yes, she was in Gossip Girl. Here's a little bit of her music right now. I'm sure you recognize this song. It's so comforting. I love that song so much. Anyway, she's fantastic, and she recommended that book, If the Buddha Dated, and I highly recommend it as well. So good luck, Lauren and Morgan and anyone else dating. Good luck to me. Good luck to all of us. And remember, just don't be attached. Be cool. You guys have got this. You are all the cool girls. We are all the cool girls. I mean, secretly, we're just really nice and fun and happy and that I think is attractive doing things that you love making yourself happy and not all the time we're not happy all the time there's darkness to us there's some darkness in this next question but just being yourself whatever you are whether you're happy that day or you're dark I think I'm recording this on a day that I happen to be feeling really good and happy but trust me that is not every day and that's okay too but just being real is key when you're real people fall in love with you I fall in love with people when they show me their vulnerability, when they show me their weaknesses, when they're silly. That's what I find enjoyable, not when they're anything but that. Okay, next question. Sophia asks, would you talk about the Christmas period and how you deal with that food and body image wise plus expectations and overwhelm i feel like i'm expected to be happy all the time in all caps but like brain chemistry just doesn't work that way okay sophia i completely understand you're right that's a great question i feel you about the need to be happy all the time and your brain chemistry doesn't work that way. Neither does mine. And I feel that way regardless of the holidays. I, I feel this pressure to be, oh, I'm the happy girl. I'm the, you know, the wellness wonderland girl. That was my old blog. Or you just kind of feel this this sense of this need to be what people perceive you as. And that's not all of you. They, I have a lot of darkness to me. And sometimes I don't feel comfortable releasing that or, or letting that out because I am more comfortable and I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable by seeing this different side of me that is so jarringly different from the way I perceive myself more frequently. But I think that you should never apologize for how you are, and this is a reminder to myself as well, that never apologize for how you're feeling. You know, taking care of yourself is key, especially during this really busy time. Taking your care of yourself first is the only way that you'll be able to it's that oxygen mask thing right it's take put take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else fill up your cup before you can fill up anyone else's and don't feel guilty about that you know don't feel guilty if you need to leave a function early or you need to come to a function late or if you need to not go at all and have a self-care night instead don't feel guilty about that because if you went and you felt shitty you it would be even worse, right? You would have ended up feeling resentful and sad and people can pick up on that. People can pick up on your energy and the holidays are a time where everything is kind of intensified for me, feelings-wise, I think. So 
in regards to you know the first part of your question with food and body image you know that's that's a whole other conversation that could be very long as well but you know I will say just try to be as aware as possible and enjoy the pleasures of the season with food and taste and really be present as much as you can with the comforting foods you love and look forward to and know that you're allowed to have them. You're allowed to eat as much or as little as you want. You're okay and we probably will eat too much at some point. That's okay. Forgive yourself immediately. Not later. Don't beat yourself up. Don't plan your next juice cleanse or eat a bunch more cookies because you already ate and your stomach already hurt so you're like F it, I'm going to just eat more right now. Just have that moment of awareness and just be like, oh, that's what happened with that. I just did my old thing again. I was kind of unconscious there for a moment and that's fine. Or I ate too much of that because I really liked to and it was warm and I wanted to and that's great. No problem. I'm going to just move on and that's okay. The point is returning to yourself, being present with yourself, not hurting yourself. And when it comes to your body and the way you're looking and how you're feeling – From a really practical perspective, wear clothes that fit you. So maybe that's buying some new things. Maybe it's giving away. I talk about this a lot, but it's so healing for me to give away clothes that don't fit me. I don't have anything in my closet now that that doesn't fit me. And the second that I do, I'm going to give it away because it's jarring to put something on when you're expecting to get dressed and feel good in what you're wearing and it doesn't fit you and it might just make you feel bad. So that's one thing wear clothes that fit you that are comfortable for all of your functions all of the family stuff that that can be kind of your protection and your shield from everything so just be in clothes that you feel comfortable in and you feel good in that's really key I think during this season is is kind of silly and trite as it may sound it it really is important so that's one thing those were I feel like those might not be the best tips but those are kind of the ones that just came to mind right now and I think, you know, I, I taught this this group coaching course about this, and I would do it in person. It was called Putting the Happy Back into the Holidays, and I actually recorded a, a podcast about that like three years ago in, in 2013, and I'll put the link to that in here. But the point is really be present in those in-between moments. You know, we look forward to the holidays, but be present in the moments where you're washing the dishes or you're in a long car ride or just kind of take it all in and – And know that if you're having a lovely time or you're having a challenging time, this too will pass (laughs) with all of it. And the new year will come and things will move on and the season will be here again in the future. So be gentle with yourself. Try to enjoy it. Try to be present. And know that when something goes wrong, just pivot quickly. You know, that, that comeback time, that return, that is really key not spiraling out because one thing went wrong or you got in an argument about politics that you didn't want to get into or you said something you didn't mean or you forgot to give someone a gift or you ate too much whatever just forgive yourself and come back and move forward you ever wonder what it all really if you know Okay, next question is from Megan, and she asks, would you ever consider doing a program or running a masterclass about business or how you've created a healthy relationship with food and your body? 
okay, well, I mean, sure, if you guys would, would want me to, maybe. But, you know, the, the truth is, to, to be honest, I feel like I, I'm definitely not an expert in business and in my body or my relationship with, with food. But I will say that I have learned some things that I would love to share with you about both of those things. I think I, you know, whether I, I like it or not, you know, I am entrepreneurial and I did kind of stumble into knowing some things about business and about marketing and, and some skills that I do have that, that I would love to share someday, if not soon. So knowing that there's a, a market for this, I guess, or that some of you, Megan at least, would be interested it is pretty cool. So yeah, let me know what you think. And I can definitely have on more entrepreneurs and, and more people that I can speak to that are experts in this sort of thing if it's a topic that you guys are interested in. And when it comes to a healthy relationship with food and my body, you know, that's something too that, again, is a work in progress. I'm, I'm definitely not completely there. But like I said before, I'm in a lot better of a place than I was before. So I would consider it. Is that something that you guys would like? This is actually a great question because this is something I've been wanting to talk to you guys about anyway, which is what do you want more of from me? Is it more podcast episodes? Is it more solo episodes, more interviews? Is it more writing from me? Do you want another book? Do you want more articles? I'm just trying to figure out, to be very transparent with you, where I want to focus creatively. I've been feeling, which you've probably been hearing me say, it's become a joke that with my friends that I have been saying this so often that I feel like a master of none because I'm kind of a dabbler. I'm podcasting, I'm writing, I'm working, I'm doing all of these different things and I feel like I'm kind of just kind of. So my question for you is really a question for me, you know, where do I want to focus creatively? But I thought it would be smart to ask you guys what you'd like more from me as well because I'm genuinely curious to know what you think. So tweet at me or write me on Instagram or somewhere on the internet and tell me your thoughts on this. I would love to know. Those are all the questions I'm going to actually answer because there were a few more, but I was really rambly in the ones that I did answer. So I'm going to stop there and get into my favorites real quick. I'm going to pump through these real quick because this episode is already way longer than I wanted it to be. But all right, let's do this. Let's get into these categories. Here are my favorites for the month of November and October. All right, so favorite number one is podcast. The podcast I've been loving this month so much is Making Oprah, and it's produced by WBEZ in Chicago, which also produces This American Life and Serial. If you listen to that, I'm sure you've at least heard of those. Making Oprah is produced by them, and it is so good. It's so good I could cry. I don't even know what else to say about it. I love listening to it. I love Oprah. I l- it's so well produced, obviously. You guys understand. Just listen to it. Also, Lena Dunham's podcast is back for a second season, which I've also really been enjoying. So that's another thing I've been listening to. Okay, now for music, I'm going to tell you guys two songs. I'm moving very fast. You can always slow this down. You can always 15 second back, but I'm going to just keep pressing through these so we get through them. I'm going to give you guys two songs that I love, and then I'm going to give you two artists that I love this month. So one song is called Sway by Anna of North. Hear a little taste of that now. Thinking too much about it. 
good, right? I've been listening to it on repeat. I really enjoy it. And this other song that sounds magical to me is called Downtown by Magical Clouds with a Z. Here's a little taste of that. Is it really this fun when you're on my mind? Also lovely, right? I really enjoy that song as well. And now the two other artists that I want to tell you about. I was actually with all week. They were part of my cool kid group and my adult summer camp at the retreat. So the first one is my friend Jess's band, and it is called Lucius. Are you guys familiar with Lucius? They're amazing. Their stuff is so fantastic. They did this Tiny Desk concert a couple years ago that really kind of launched them into the amazing success they've been having. And I can't stop listening to them ever since the the retreat. So head on over to Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to music and listen to my friend Jess's band, Lucius. It's so good. Another person who I met who is an artist who is one of Jess's best friends, her name is Misty, and she is another really talented musician I got to spend a bunch of time with. She's been touring with a band, Borns. Do you guys know Borns? She's been playing keyboards for them and also doing vocals and she is doing a solo project she already has a lot of solo work but she's actually recording a new solo album and she's just so talented both of them have the best voice Jess was actually singing on a bunch of tracks on John Legend's new album which I also highly recommend so there's some music to kind of put in your pipe and smoke over the next month until we talk again but those are some things i've just been enjoying so movie the movie that i love and i just cannot talk about more it's moonlight have you guys seen moonlight everyone's kind of already been talking about it for a while now but i just so believe this movie should receive every single award it made me feel so many feelings I loved everything about it it was masterful it was so creatively well done the colors were beautiful the music was beautiful the plot was beautiful the writing was beautiful the acting the acting you guys especially the boy who plays the boy in high school they were all great but especially that person It was just such a fantastic film that I think everyone should see, a really important movie, and I loved it. So that's one thing that I watched. Another thing that I watched is I've watched a couple episodes of the show Easy on Netflix, and I really enjoy it. It's a show that portrays sex in a way that's more real, not completely real, but more real than it's portrayed in a lot of ways. And there's great acting and I've, I've really been enjoying that show. So that's another thing I watched or I watched a couple episodes of. And then the other thing that I watched, which I already sort of mentioned in the beginning of this very long, very meandering conversation that I'm having with you, but Pete's comedy special called Faces and Sounds on HBO. It is i can't stress this enough you guys go watch it it is so good pete is such a talented comedian and the special was just so well done he did such an amazing job and getting to sit in the same room and watch pete watch the special and hang out with him and val who is such a huge part of him creatively and his work and 
it was just such a special thing for me. So I highly recommend watching it, watching it again, laughing, quoting the lines from it. It's just really good, and I know you guys, and I know that you will also really enjoy it. Moving right along to the next category, person, the person that I have to shout out. I already mentioned a bunch, but Valerie Cheney. She's been a guest on the podcast before. She's going to come back and do the podcast again, but I just love Val so much. I'm so grateful for this podcast that it allowed me to get to meet her and become her friend she's just so cool so re-listen to that podcast and she's going to be coming back on again she's so talented she's an amazing singer she plays the ukulele she has a podcast of her own that will be launching soon she's just a fantastic beautiful person i'm so grateful to know that i just wanted to share to find dreams and, and i'm back on my Next up for book, I will just shout out If the Buddha Dated, which I already mentioned before. And also I'm rereading You Are a Badass by Jen Sinchiro. That book was so great. I read it earlier this year and great enough that I'm reading it again. So I'll just say that about that. And another thing that I want to mention at least is my gift guide. I made a cool gift guide, you guys. So check that out. The link to that will be in the show notes. And there are just really interesting, cool things that I've loved over the last year. It's a lot of things that I've already mentioned in these favorites episodes, to be honest, but they're kind of all in one place and some new stuff too. Just things I love that I think you guys might love and all in all in one nice little package that is available now on my website. So check that out. And I forgot to mention food. So the food that I've been loving this month is not really food at all. (laughs) I had a Friendsgiving party a couple weeks ago before Thanksgiving, and it was just so beautiful. Again, going back to community, I brought together all of my friends. Most of them didn't know each other, but they knew me. And it was just a beautiful thing to share a delicious big meal have good conversation, good people, food and drinks, and play some catchphrase. I loved it. I highly recommend it. So whether it's November or December or January or any time of year, have a Friendsgiving. I highly recommend it. Other things that I've been eating, there's this stuff Sea Clear that I talk about all the time that I'm obsessed with, but I've been traveling a lot, and as I've mentioned, and it's getting cold, and Sea Clear, I think, is what, knock on wood, what is keeping me from getting sick. So just wanted to shout that out again right now. And yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys I love you. I think you're fantastic. I'm so grateful for you. I feel like there was another thing I needed to tell you before I go, but I don't know. That's enough for today. I've been very rambly. If you're still listening, send me the peach emoji the one that kind of looks like a butt i really enjoy that emoji send it to me tweet it at me instagram it at me let me know that you're still listening i love you guys leave a review on itunes if you find this podcast meaningful or helpful send it to a friend and you can always donate and support the show that that's always a nice gift that you could give the podcast speaking of gift guide anyway Love you guys. I'll talk to you next week, and I will be back with a full interview next week with a full guest, and I'll talk to you then. All right. Love you. Bye.
track you're hearing behind me now is by a guy named Kanye West. Have you heard of him? And the song is called I Wonder. 